1: All right, everyone, welcome to the show. It's me, Match Lick, your
2: to Match Slick Live. Today is July 5th, 2023. I hope that you all had a uh, a good Thanksgiving. I went over to some friends' house, my wife and I did, and watched fireworks for like an hour's worth of fireworks. It was a lot of fun. We do it on an annual basis. And uh, hey, look, if you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial 877207. 2276, you can give me a call and we can talk. We've got nobody waiting right now. And uh, and uh, I'm just looking around. Okay, that looks good. Everything looks good. So what I can do, what I like to do sometimes is get to the uh, the emails that come in. People have emails and questions. And so uh, we'll get to those too. And if you want to, uh, you don't want to call, you want to call, give me an email. Send an email to info at karm.org info at carm info at carm.org and uh, just say radio question or radio comment and um, we can check it out and let's see if we got any right now in there to come in we've got, got a bunch in a reserve uh, let's see oh look look at that oh that's right next week I'm gonna be having a slash discussion debate slash kind of a thing on um, on on uh, oh hey look at this it's good stuff <laughs> Oh, man, about uh, limited atonement. So I'll be d- discussing that. And uh, here we go. Let me see. I'm just going to jump into some stuff because I just saw this one part of a of an email, and I'm going to check it out. Let's see. Um, uh, let's see. What, oh, where'd it go? Come on. I just had it. Oh, man. You know... Wait a minute. It's right there, I think. Radio questions. Okay, happy... Okay, Let's see, came in, I've watched a few of Matt's Lick debates, it frustrates frustrates me to watch him repeat the words, no, you're the one who has faith, then when someone shows the evidence he just laughs at it. (laughs) That's not what happens. Um, To say that people have faith is not bad, people have faith in everything, uh, or all kinds of people have faith in all kinds of things. And when people show me evidence, I don't just laugh at it. <laughs> it's just, it's funny. People misrepresent me uh, so much. Um, anyway, says, so there's a way I can have a discussion with this man. I have a political podcast, but if I could talk for 15 minutes about without recording it, it'd be fine. I says, yeah. And I wrote him back. I go, yeah, let, let's talk. Then he says, happy belated independence day. When are you in the chat room next? I'd like to join to ask Matchlick about his intellectual
1: dishonesty. <laughs>
2: Oh, man, I get a kick out of that. I've just heard new debate between him and rational response squad. His issue with that one was protecting his insecurities before they could ask me deep questions. <laughs> oh, man, I just started laughing out loud. I people put myself on mute. Oh, man, I love talking to atheists and stuff. And uh, uh <laughs> that I... I love this. His issue with that one with protecting his insecurities before they could ask any deep questions. That's right. It's just about my insecurities. So don't ask any deep questions. That's what. That's what it's all about, folks. Oh man. Oh yeah. This guy needs. We need to talk. And uh, yeah. oh man, it's the atheists who can't deal with the deep questions. and uh, and their insecurities. I I just, you know, it's amazing to me how uh, convoluted people's ideas can be and their perceptions of things can be... (laughs) I love evidence. Give me evidence. We just got to look at evidence in a broader worldview context. That's all. And all evidences, potentialities and actualities exist within a certain worldview framework. What's the conditions of your worldview? What assumptions do you make and how are they consistent with your worldview? What justifies those assumptions as being true? Those are deep questions. And I love to talk to atheists about that. (laughs) But I'm just covering my insecurities. That's all it is. Oh, man, I love that kind of stuff. I do. I get a kick out of it. All right. Well, now that I've had a little bit of fun, let's see if we can get to the caller. Let's see. Elijah from Pennsylvania. Elijah, welcome. You're on the air.
0: Hey, Matt. Uh, I have uh, two questions for you today. Okay. Okay. Uh, first question um, is, the, how would you respond uh, to an atheist? Uh, they said this to you, because I heard uh, R. Ross say this. Uh, he said... Um, he said the Bible he he, he said since the Bible has been constantly edited over the centuries, over and over again, he said that means that the Bible is man's word and not God's word. How would you respond to a person that said that to you?
2: I'd say politely, I'd say and they've said it to me many times, I said politely, you just don't understand the issues and the historicity of the documents and how it works. You just don't know, if you, because if you did, you wouldn't say that. It's just so far off the mark. It's obvious to me. You haven't studied this for more than five seconds, maybe four, possibly just three, because that's how <laughs> bad it is. Seriously, been edited. You know, give me a break. See, this is how it works. Biblical documents like the Gospel of John are written. The original is called an aut- autograph. Well, the letters and numbers are also the same characters. So when you write a series of letters, you're also writing a series of numbers. And so the reason that's important is because the Jews, who considered this to be incredibly important words from God, would copy these documents one letter at a time or one number at a time. And uh, when they were done, they would add up the the numbers of the original to the copy, and they would check them. And if there was a discrepancy, they went and found out where the discrepancy was. They would either correct it. You know, maybe they, you know missed a a word you know like the word the which is a single letter o, you know they, you know at the end of a line and they forgot it you know whatever just little things they would go back and they would uh, make sure it was it was uh, it was correct, and so this is the process uh, among other things it's the process that uh, the um, uh, that the New Testament documents were written. And copied. And uh, I've read statistics, something like 99.85% textual identical uh, copies all over, from all the Mediterranean, all, all, all over the area. So to say that uh, it's been edited, it just is like, come on. If I was debating him in public and he said that, I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'd say, dude, you need to study this stuff before you open your mouth because you're making yourself look bad. Uh, wow, it's just, uh, you know, it's horrible. So, uh, yeah, it's bad stuff. I mean, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He does not know what he's talking about. He's ignorant.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right. And my second question uh, is also a quote uh, from and R. Law, R. R. but this one is uh, 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 it's, it's, it's like a paragraph long. So if you want to type it down and read it to yourself before you respond, uh, you can do that.
2: Go ahead and just kind of go for it, and I'll just write some notes out of it, and we'll see what he says, and then I'll respond to it.
0: Okay. Um, He said, if if God were real, then there wouldn't be any apologists because we wouldn't need them because there would be evidence for God. And if there was evidence for God, then we wouldn't need faith because we would already have demonstrable evidence of his existence.
2: Wow. Seriously, Aaron Raw is, uh, is... is You should send me that paragraph. You should send me that, because I could write an article response and just sh- rip it apart like a monkey in a cupcake, okay? I mean, just shred <laughs> it, okay? <laughs> Seriously it's uh it's pretty bad okay if god were real then there would wouldn't be any apologists because we wouldn't need them really oh okay this is that simple so where did he get get that out of the book of of second hesitations it's just ridiculous um we'd have evidence for god and who says we don't have evidence for god because the bible tells us the evidence is there and of course there's evidence there's transcendental evidence there's logic evidence there's the issue of beauty there's the issue of the resurrection of christ there's the issue of um one in many there's the issue of an infinite regression of uncaused causes can't be possible particularly when you look at it in the issue of all contextual facts have an, an ultimate origin we could get into all kinds of stuff and uh, so he, he makes the mistake of thinking that evidence is so objective that anybody with a rational mind will simply believe it. And so what he's further doing is failing to understand the deceptiveness of sin, which the Bible talks about. Which, if, if sin were a lake, uh, Aaron Raw would be not only swimming in it, he'd be scuba diving in it, okay, He'd be entrenched at it. He'd be just going out there doing that. he'd be doing backstrokes if, uh, if that were the case. And so, uh, so he doesn't understand uh, the, the position he criticizes. He doesn't understand the theological perspective he's trying to work against. And uh, then there's the issue of how many evidences, uh, how many evidences would be sufficient? What kind of evidence are there? Because the evidence necessary to prove that there's uh, a loaf of bread in my pantry is different than the evidence I would use to demonstrate God exists. So there's just different kinds of evidences, and he doesn't deal with that kind of a thing. Uh, and so we wouldn't need faith. Well, not necessarily, because everybody has a measure of faith, which is what Aaron Raw does not like at all. Oh, man. He uh, he does not does not like the idea of having faith. When I talk to him last, says, yeah, you've got faith. No, I do not. Oh, yes, you do have faith. No, oh, I don't. Yeah, you have faith at the person driving a car, uh, you know, opposite direction of you won't cross that yellow line and crash head on into you yeah, have faith it's going to happen no I don't have faith it's just the logic of it happening so many times you can you, you know they can deduce they go yeah you can't prove it so you have faith that it's going to work he goes no I don't I mean he's like that all right and uh, he just doesn't know how to do very well thinking wise and I'm I suspect that you know my quips here my little comments about this about him are going to get back to him and he's not ever going to debate me I would love to debate this guy on these kind of topics he cannot uh, uh, yeah un, uh, discord is unmuted and so uh, uh, he couldn't uh, he couldn't find his way to a white paper bag if it was 45 degree angle down greased and uh, there was neon lights pointing the way he still couldn't get out okay he can't argue all right yeah
0: yeah um, I, I, th- I think if you if you start like responding to him on, you know through your uh, YouTube response videos, he might he might notice it and then might encourage him to debate you because uh, Kelly Powers wanted to debate Sam Shamoon and uh, William Albrecht for the longest, but but it, it wasn't until he started making response videos to them that Sam Shamoon finally debated him about a few weeks ago, and now William Albrecht is going to be debating him, I think about about a month on the topic of uh, okay. uh, Mariology.
2: Ooh, Mariola tree. Yeah, one of the things I do want to start doing is uh, response videos. And we've, uh, I'm, I'm very slow about getting into things because I'm cautious. And the reason I'm cautious is because I've been threatened with lawsuits. My home has been, um, we've had bumps in the night on the outside. I've been swatted. Uh, Satanists have said they're going to kill me. Uh, you know, things like this. And so I, I've just moved slowly, make sure everything's legal, and uh, then I just, just, I'll just go in at full bore. And so I'll be doing a lot of response videos and some analysis videos and stuff like that. So send me, um, if you can, send me that, that link. I mean, just send it to info at you know, Aaron Raw's uh, comments video. And I'll, you know, I'll just figure out a method for, for doing response videos, somehow play it and figure it out. And then as it better more I do, the better it will get. So there's that. But no, he couldn't argue his way to a wet paper bag. A wet paper, wet, and I mean saturated wet. So if you went like this on it, it would fall apart, okay? He still couldn't get out of it, all right? Okay. All right. All right, man, you email me that stuff, okay, buddy? All right, Elijah. All right, I'm Okay. Hey. I hope you are enjoying yourself. If you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. Be right back after these messages.
1: It's Matt Slick Live! Taking your calls at eight seven seven two zero seven two two seven six. 207 2276 Here's Matt Slick. Hi everybody, welcome back to the show. If you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial eight seven
2: seven two zero seven two two seven six. Thanks, Mister Kit, for your seven dollar rant in Rumble. And by the way, folks, what we're doing is uh, we're broadcasting to—I uh, believe now we're doing full-time uh, the whole show on YouTube and also on Rumble. And uh, I've been releasing over the past few days some videos, one-minute videos, and we'll be doing a lot more. Uh, in different topics. Uh, it's a slow process, but we finally got to the point where we can do stuff. I've had to teach myself so many tech options and things like that. There's that. If you want to participate with us in the Rumble chat uh, system, just go to rumble.com forward slash Matt Live, and you can find today's show. Click on it, and uh, you can see the people in there. We've got uh, 68 who are watching right now. I don't know how many people are in the uh, the chat area. Matt, are you doing Clubhouse tonight? Yes, I am. I plan on doing Clubhouse tonight. That is true. I'm just reading some of the text and stuff people are saying. Okay. Yes, we are back on to doing the whole show on YouTube, and um we have a lot of stuff going on. Anyway, there's a lot of stuff going on. Okay. Let's see. Let's get to Luke again from Washington. Do you see? Welcome. You're on the air.
0: Hi, Matt. How are you?
2: I'm tired. i got a yawn going on. Whoa, sorry about that. That's how I am. So what do you got, man? Can you
3: hear me?
2: Yes, I can hear you. Yeah. So what do um, you got? i Samuel
0: uh, 28, verse 7 to 20. First Samuel 28,
2: yeah. Okay.
0: 7 to 20. Did that be- of Endor really summoned Samuel from the dead?
2: There's debate on it uh, between the, the different commentaries I've read over the years, so I'll just give you my opinion. My opinion is, yes, he really, she really did. It's not that she had the power to summon, but that it was allowed to occur that Samuel dis- appeared and then rebuked Saul. That's what I believe. Okay?
0: I cannot hear. <laughs>
2: <sighs> well uh i said and i'll say it one more time that uh yeah i do believe it really was samuel who was who was uh showing uh the, himself there okay all right
0: yeah i i didn't hear i cannot hear what you said
4: so you okay well in that case samuel? in
2: that case call back all right we'll just call back because i've given the answers we've got a bad connection um Okay, good. Now, hey, i got a question for you. For those of you who have been watching uh, the one-minute videos I've been producing, we got a lot more to do. I've got probably another hundred uh, to do just in uh, Christianity alone, and it'll take me a couple, three, four months, who knows how many, uh, how long. But um, I'd like to get your feedback. Just tell me what you think. You can call in and say, hey, they're really good, or what a joke. Whatever you want, you know, you can uh, let me know, all right? taking a lot of work to get them done, too, but we're finally starting the uh they're working. They're moving. All right, all right. So we don't have anybody waiting online. But if you want to call me, it's eight seven seven two zero seven two two seven six. I want to hear you call up and tell me what you think about the one minute videos because that'd, that'd be interesting. Okay, now let's see. I'm gonna get back into the questions, radio questions. If you want, you can email me radio radio questions uh, or comments at info at carm dot org. Just type in the word you know, radio comment or radio question in there for the subject alright let's see uh, Colossians two twelve, buried with him in baptism in which you were also raised with him through faith of the working of God who raised him from the dead uh, some anti-Calvinists are suggesting that this verse says faith comes before regeneration what's your take how would you interpret this verse Colossians 12 buried with him in baptism alright let's go look at the context alright Colossians 2 uh, let's see uh, sorry verse 10 10 in, uh, in him you've been made complete and he's the head over all rule and authority and in him you were also circumcised with a, with a circumcision made without hands in the removal of the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ having been buried with him in baptism in which you were also raised up with him through faith and the working of God who raised him from the dead nothing in there talks about what's called the Ordo Salutis Um. And the order of faith or regeneration here isn't uh, isn't uh, talked about. It just says you're circumcised with this Circumcision being without hands, It's talking about the issue of how baptism relates to the covenant and uh, of circumcision. So that's all that's going on. Been buried with him in baptism, in which you're also raised with him through faith. Uh, so that baptism is for someone who's already a believer. So unless that person wants to assert that the idea of baptism is necessary for salvation. Uh, then they just don't understand what the text is saying. All right, let's try this one. Let's try this one. Let's see what's this one. I don't believe that. I mean, lose your salvation. Uh, the one, let's look, so Revelation 3 5, in light of being able to lose your salvation or not. Let's take a look at this. All right, here we go. He who overcomes will thus be clothed in white garments, and I will not erase his name from the book of life. I will confess his name before my father and his angels. All right. So this is the to message of to the church of Sardis, which I have been to, at least geographically I've been there. So what's going on? The seven spirits of God and the seven stars. Oh, my goodness. Sorry about that, folks. Yawns today. He says, I know your deeds, what you've done. And... Uh, that you are alive, but uh, that you have a name. Wait, what? I know your deeds. That you have a name. That you are alive, but you are dead. Wake up! Strengthen the things that remain, uh, for which are which were about to die. For I have not found you. <sighs> for I have not found your deeds completed in the sight of my God. So remember what you have received and heard and kept it, and repent. Therefore, if you do not wake up, I'll come like a thief. All right, but uh, you have few people in Sardis who have not sold their garments, and they, uh, and they will walk with me in white, for they are worthy. You overcome will so be clothed in white garments. Yeah, I don't know what the exact issue is going on in Sardis. I don't think anybody does. And so one of the questions about this, you know, not uh, blot his name out. Some people say, well, that means it can be blotted out. Well, not necessarily, because it might just say, and I'll not blot you out in that you're so secure you know, will not be blotted out in the name of life because in the culture from, from what I understand that cities or towns had uh, books where they had the listing of the people who lived there and when they would die they'd cross their name out uh, and that's all and so it's just a, a reference an allusion to that kind of, an, uh, of a thing it doesn't necessitate logically that uh, you can lose your salvation it just means that it will not be blotted out now the, the corollary would be well, if you don't uh, uh, keep all this stuff then you will be blotted out okay let's just say that that is the case does it mean that you were saved and then you weren't saved uh, because that wouldn't make any sense because then it's salvation is by your work by what you do uh, and, and so there's problems with people who interpret things like that and they they uh they um don't they don't really look at a broader scope of information and ideas and scriptures related to a particular thing all right let's see question for now oh hey okay, ernie's going to call in here let's get Ernie on the show he helps us out with Carm. does a good job too Ernie you're on the air
4: hey brother hey brother can you hear me okay
2: oh man I do how you doing buddy
4: good good doing well been listening to and I know I talked to you about it the other day uh some Chuck Missler uh sermons mm-hmm. um first I'd like to know what you think of him before I go into my question
1: oh yeah
2: I used to go to Chuck Missler's bible study at Big Calvary in uh, Santa Ana Southern California went there lots of times. So, and I've heard hundreds and hundreds of hours of his teaching. I think he's, he's really good. And we got a break because so he got to hold on. Okay. Hey, folks, okay. we we'll be right back after these messages. If you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial eight seven seven two zero seven two two seven six. We'll be right back.
1: Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the show. If you want to give me
2: a call, 877-207-2276. My voice is deepening a little bit because I'm developing a chest cold, and that's what happens. So my voice gets even deeper. Um, My wife likes it when that happens. So anyway, hopefully it won't be that bad. And uh, let's get back on the air with Ernie. So, uh, Ernie, welcome. You're back on, buddy.
4: Kind of like the Christian version of Barry White.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my wife. <laughs> uh, she likes it when I, sometimes when I get a chest cold, my voice will really deep and even a lot further than even what it is right now. And I'll talk to her, and uh, she just she goes, "Oh, I like that." <laughs> so, okay. My, yeah.
4: All right, so uh, okay. I'm doing a tour through the Chuck Missler series on Jude, and it's really interesting. But he's in uh, Jude six, and he was talking about, well, actually Jude one six. He Jude. mentioned
2: mm-hmm. Jude six, yeah. Uh, the exact called.
4: scripture, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Jude one six.
2: Actually and just so you contract- know it's just Jude six, so there is no one or two, it's just one chapter, so they just say Jude six. You
4: know that's a good point.
2: Yeah, no, that's all it is. Yeah. It's like Philemon. Anyway, uh, Same thing with Philemon. When
4: he looked at Second Peter mm-hmm. two four and, and and when using those two scriptures, he's implying that he believes that the angels that were um, you know, kicked out of heaven with uh, Satan are now bound um, because of the way those two scriptures, and he used another one that I can't recall right off the top of my head. But that they're bound, and and he says he's going to go into his next uh, sermon. He's going to talk about then. You know, who does that leave us? Who are the demons that we deal with on on Earth? Mm-hmm. And I was just curious to get your thoughts on that because in my mind. And I think me and you have had discussions, and I've heard you talk about the possibility of the Nephilim, the flood, uh, them being removed from the bodies through death, different theories like that. Right, yeah. Do you think that the angels that fell with Satan are bound? Um, what do you think the demons are?
2: I think some of them are bound. And um, the other place is probably talking about is First Peter 3, I think, uh Let's see, uh, verse 18, 19, uh, 19, in which he went and made proclamation of the spirits now in prison who were disobedient when the patience of God kept waiting in the days of Noah. So some think that those spirits are the Nephilim, the half breeds between the fallen women, I mean, before the the, uh, fallen angels and women, and they produced um, offspring. The flood came and destroyed them, and that they uh, were the released spirits, and so they're called demons. That's one of the theories. I think there's some, there sounds some merit to it, uh, too. Can't prove it's true, but uh, it just, it does kind of fit. And so then, uh, when you go over to Second uh, Peter 2, 4, that God did not spirit angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell. So if they're in hell already, it says there's a judgment already going. Well, then how can the demons or those uh, fallen angels be in hell, but also be on the earth? So there seems to be a group of, of them that are in hell and a group that are uh, allowed to work on earth. And the demonic forces also are allowed to work. Then when you go to Jude chapter 6, and angels who did not keep their own domain but abandoned their proper abode he has kept in eternal bonds under darkness for the judgment of the great day so that looks like uh, they are either going to be released and have a run at being bad or they're under uh, bonds and then will be judged on that great day and cast into hell so there's variations in here and I don't know how to make them all I mean I, know I can make them fit but I can't prove that any particular theory is the right one okay
4: okay okay I appreciate it I just wanted to hear your thoughts on it as I'm diving deeper into it I I find it very intriguing and the book of Jude is really deep
2: oh it Um, is very deep it is very deep in fact I've listened to hundreds of hours like I said of Chuck Missler and I've learned a great deal from him and so I've learned a lot from him commentaries over the years there was a time when all I would do was study uh, and uh I just listened to his tapes, other tapes, read commentaries. I mean, I would be at work, and I'd ha- I'd be working as a mechanical draftsman, and I'd have my commentary, Bible commentary, open on a desk, down you know a foot lower than my table, and I could look over, read a, a couple sentences, think about it while I was drafting. I mean, I I, I was always studying, always learning, and uh, he was one of the guys that I would learn from. So him and Walter. Yeah, Whedon. well, yeah. you know,
4: right now, that's kind of the spot that I'm in with you know, me having some stuff going on and not being able to spend as much time on the computer. I'm, I'm putting even more effort into listening to stuff. And I, when I found him mm-hmm. on YouTube, I was like, wow, I did not even know somebody had uploaded that stuff. So, okay. Anyway,
2: you can go to k right, well,
1: Get sick, brother.
2: Oh uh, yeah, I probably will, but you know, it's no big deal. Uh go to khouse.org, the letter k then house.org. That's his ministry. And uh it's up in northern Idaho now and uh stuff, but he's passed away and uh his his stuff was incredible, okay? Good stuff.
4: Uh, that's a good link, thanks.
2: All right, man. God bless buddy. All right.
4: All right, God bless.
2: Okay. All right. 877-207-2276. Let's get on with Giggler, hey Giggler, how you doing, man? Hey, Matt. <sighs> oh boy, yard! You got a yard? Sorry, oh, I'm fighting something. So, uh, so what do you got, man? What's up?
3: Okay, man, I, I bore a lot of people.
2: Um, I don't bore a lot of people. People uh, don't know that you and I've talked about what 50 times uh, in different contexts, we, but uh, over the internet,
3: yeah. We've, we've spoken before.
1: It's true. Oh yeah. Uh huh.
3: Um, I was in my kitchen on Sunday uh, while my wife and kids were at church, and I saw a couple women walking up my driveway, and Mm -hmm. it hit me immediately. These are Jehovah's Witnesses, right? So, uh, I raced right outside to to, to meet with them, and, uh, they were older than me, so uh, probably mid to late 50s. I think one right. was probably mid fifties. One might have been early sixties. Very nice women, uh, mm-hmm. Liz and Lydia. Okay. And I'm I'm thinking about doing my normal thing I do with Christians. Although you probably don't think Charles women is a Christian. So that's a different conversation. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm thinking about hey, let's let's really challenge these people on their beliefs. Okay. And yeah. then as as I'm listening to them talk, it becomes immediately apparent that. These women have found something uh, in being witnesses that yep. they need. Um,
1: uh, yep. Uh-huh. What, what,
3: whatever it is they're doing, it, it's working
2: for them.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And who am I to take that away?
2: Well, you're just you're an atheist, so you have no reason.
3: Good point. Good point. Yeah. Um, if if I were to convince them that what they currently believe is not true. Let's let's say I I go full bore and I get them convinced Well, let's just say, not even convinced let's say I manage to stir up some doubts in them Mm -hmm. do you think I've helped them?
2: Uh, Well that's a relative kind of a a statement helped because you know helped them to come out of a cult, Uh, yeah you know mind control, false cult like the Jehovah's Witnesses, that's certainly possible Mm mhm but they're just going to go to hell with you, you know, because they're. And they're <laughs> I knew well, you were
3: going to say I was going go to course, I knew course, gonna go to hell. Of course, of course, you
2: know that. We've talked about that because you and them uh, both um, don't have the Savior, the true God, and uh, so the consequence is eternal damnation.
3: Do you do you think Do you think God loves me, Matt? I don't know. Oh, I did not expect that answer. Okay, explain.
2: Well, because in Psalm five five, Psalm eleven five, he hates all who do iniquity, and you do iniquity. Of course, I do too. Oh, I but, do some iniquity.
3: This is true.
2: Uh huh. Yeah. And so there's a sense in which God can certainly hate you and have the judgment of, of Him on on you in the, the depravity of your mind. But then, in a generic sense, of course, yeah, He loves that's you. word. Yeah, it is, and that's the word that's used in Scripture. Hate. But
3: it, it, it sounds like you just tried to have it both ways.
2: No, I said in another sense, uh, God loves everyone in Matthew five forty three through forty eight, where He lets the rain and the sun fall upon both the good and the bad, and uh, so there's that sense in which He loves because He says, therefore, you know, you know, you love one another, love, and things like that. So God loves everybody in one sense, but He has judgmental attitudes uh, upon others in a different sense. Okay
3: would Would you agree that there? There are many people who would call themselves Christians who who would say that God loves all of us unconditionally.
2: No, it's not not true. They, they're just, they're, most Christians are... are but it doesn't matter if it's true
3: or not. Would you agree that there are people who call themselves Christians who oh, believe sure. that God loves us all unconditionally? Yeah, they're, Those they're people
2: Christians, yeah. yeah. they sure they do. I talk to them all the time. I think God just equally loves everybody, and it's all up to you and your free will, and they're just biblically ignorant, but, but you yeah. know.
3: What's uh? Yeah. What, what do you think is required for one to not be biblically ignorant? What's what's the minimum bar for? It depends uh, on the topic. The Bible? You have to read it. Yeah, do you have to read so, the whole thing. Like,
2: well, there's so many topics that and subtopics that uh, ignorance of, of one might not be ignorance in another. We got a break, so hold on, okay? Hey, folks, if you want to give me a call, eight seven seven two zero seven two two seven six. Be right back.
1: Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the show.
2: All right, last segment of the hour. Let's get on with Giggler. Hey, you still there?
3: Yeah.
2: Okay. All right, so where were we?
3: So uh, I got distracted because you went to break, and I think it was the first commercial, um, the I forget which company was doing the commercial, but it was uh, the gist of it was a parent listening to their child practicing. Was it the trombone Mm -hmm. over and over again?
2: Yeah.
3: And I forget what specific question they asked, but I think the gist of it was, you know, as a loving parent, how much patience do you have with your child? Mm -hmm. Um, And I'd like to ask you that same question about the the God that you you claim to believe in. Mm -hmm. Um, If he loves us, and he sees us fail, and he forgives us and gives us another chance, another chance. Uh, when does his patience run out, and and why is he? Why is his love less than my love for my child?
2: It's not less; it's far greater. My, but his my righteousness is, is far greater
3: with my child.
2: But but, but his he righteousness is somebody
3: who's going to run out of patience and punish me forever.
2: Well, you can you can word it whatever way you want. But the fact is that oh, you don't love like God does. He sacrificed himself and bore our sins. Furthermore, um, his justice is not divorced from his holiness and his love. And he will punish. And his patience with you, for example, is, uh, mm-hmm. is obvious. You and I have had so many conversations over the, over the past few years here. And, uh, you know, I've worked with you and answered questions. You know, we have a nice, polite relationship. We don't hate each other, that kind of thing. And um, I've just told you many times, and you know, I just tell you the truth. You know, you need Christ, and that if you don't, you're going to go to hell. And so God has been exceedingly patient with you over and over and over and over, and for years to come probably, until you die. Then his patience has run out with you. So
3: why would that be? What? Well, let me let me explain this to you. Um, so, you are a human being telling me there is a let's do the air quotes magic man in the sky.
2: No, we don't say um, magic man. And if I we, believe, I reject if, magic man. What, what, if you say if, magic man in the sky. So, it's, I'm not even going to let that go because it's just not how it works. He's not a magic man in the sky. That's disrespectful and it's misrepresentative.
3: Okay. There is an all powerful deity.
2: The Christian God's that? the only one we're talking about here. So go ahead.
3: Right. Okay. There is a Christian. There is a Christian God.
2: I'm glad you believe that.
3: Right. Right. <laughs> so you're a human telling me there exists this Christian God, and I'm yes. saying that I'm not sure I believe it. You said, "Listen, Giggler, here's the thing: if you believe it too, before you die, you'll get this big reward and avoid think- a punishment. But, but yeah, the, right. the cutoff will be the moment when you, if it's true, would have evidence. Why? Why? Evidence. Why is the Christian religion designed? like a scam
2: designed like a scam so wait a minute see how you're wording things it's in out of the, of the heart the mouth speaks you rebuke God you rebuke the atonement you uh, insult it and you have the nerve to come on God, and talk and about it as a scam do. don't you realize that you're just manifesting the judgment and the evil in your own
3: heart I, 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 I'm not convinced there is a God and I don't think the atonement happened
2: where, where, did, we get, where did everything come from Look, what! everything that exists, actual potential, exists because of a causal chain, of events that preceded it. The causal chain can't go back infinitely. It's not logically possible. There's an ultimate cause. How do you know? You're smart enough to already know this. We've already discussed this. You can't have an infinite regression. No,
3: I, I, I know how I know things. I want to know how you think you know.
2: You mean the issue, the logic of an infinite regression of causes?
3: Why Why can't things go back forever?
2: Because in an infinite amount of time... Let's say... for you example,
3: just asked, that, say, You just asked. I'm trying to answer. Right. You just
2: asked. I'm trying to answer you.
3: Because if an infinite amount of... Oh,
2: time. Oh, giggler, hold on. You, you asked me a question. I'm trying to answer you. Why can't it have an infinite regression of causes? Because to get to now, an infinite amount of time has to be crossed to get to now. But by definition, you can't cross an infinite amount of time. Okay? Simple.
3: Let's say that I am an all-powerful deity. Obviously, I'm not. But let's just say that I am an (coughs) all-powerful deity. And I choose to make it so that there is this infinite backward regression. Do I not have the power to do that as an all-powerful being? God does not do that. Are you acknowledging God is weak? God does does not...
2: God does not do that which is contrary to his nature. The laws of logic are I, emanations and reflections of his I thinking and think, his mind. God can't I make a round... Ra- I'm trying to explain stuff to you, okay? He can't make Rob, a round gonna, square. I to paraphrase it's,
3: for you. What you're saying is giggler, God can't giggler, do things that you won't let him do.
2: G- giggler, that's not it. You're not listening. See, you, you don't listen. I've talked to you so many times and I'm told you these things. Listening. Look, God cannot make a round square. It's logically well, why not? impossible. For him? Yes. It's logically impossible for God to do it because it would violate his own nature. It's just not possible. It's also not possible uh, for God to cease existing. It's also not possible for God to lie. These are self-contradicting things.
3: I've, I've I've got a Christian friend, and whenever he talks to somebody from a different religion or different faith traditions, a different brand of Christianity, if you will, And they point out some uh, something that their God can't do. He's got this great reply. He says, "Well, you know, I guess my God is just bigger than yours. And maybe the thing that is that my idea of what God could be—now, I don't think there is one. But if there was, He'd be bigger than yours. He'd be better than the one you."
2: Bigger and ability are different categories, and the person who responds like that doesn't understand the logic of the categorical mistakes he's making here. So it's just not a good response. And then you should have picked up, Giggler, you're smarter than this. Okay, you should have picked up on the category mm-hmm. error. The property is a big; it has to do with size and ability. Has to do with uh, that property that emanates out of the size and out of the context. It's just yeah. a misapplication. So I'm just telling you, the Christian I, I, God I does not refute himself. I didn't mean literally
3: big, Matt. I, I hope that's you, what you said. You said
2: that's what he big. says. God Meta- bigger metaphorically big.
3: Metaphorically what
2: big. What does a metaphoric big mean?
3: Well What's for example mean? when when I talk about a friend who does a lot of charity work and I say he's got a big heart I'm not saying there's a large organ in his chest and I hope you okay. realize
2: that. Yeah we know that's an idiomatic expression we're familiar with but what do you mean when you're talking to God okay about God because you if you're going to criticize a Christian God you need to understand the Christian God and there's so many times I don't I've think there's a you and. God I it doesn't matter what you think. I've so many times I've offered to teach atheists what our position is so at least you know what it is you're criticizing. Because so many atheists just I think don't I know. know
3: what I'm criticizing.
2: No, you don't. Me, you wouldn't say, say what, what you're saying. Is. You No, but you would not. Say what Christianity is. Giggler, Christianity wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, no hold, on hold on, hold on, hold on. You would not have said what you said. If you understood what Christianity is, you would not have said this stuff about regression and and he can make a round square. You would not have, uh, have said that if you understood.
3: How do you know what I would do?
2: I, 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 because the logic would make your statements impossible because if you understood the Christian perspective that God cannot do the logically impossible not because logic is over him but because logic is an emanation out of what? his existence his mind why and his heart so, the reflection of his character why so, that's why we have the universal Matt, laws of logic so and ego? the universal transcendentals Matt, Matt, come on Matt, you know Matt, this why are you though, so I told eager you this. to put
3: limits on why are you so eager Matt to put limits on God I don't okay, know why you're do not why
2: giggler you're not listening okay we're talking about the revelation of the scriptures where god is given out of the christian worldview which is out of the scriptures titus 1 2 god cannot lie okay that's the christian perspective he cannot lie and there are other things he cannot do he from everlasting to everlasting he is god psalm 90 verse 2 that means then he cannot not be god this is just logical necessity. And what I often did, do with atheists did, is say, why don't you study what we actually teach so that you don't
1: constantly did, do
2: these straw man arguments?
1: Did,
3: did God write the Bible Matt? that? Aye, aye,
2: aye. Giggler, you're not listening. You're not listening to what I just said. I make a statement, you ignore it, and you go into something else.
3: No, this is the same thing.
2: I'm not moving on to anything. I'm,
3: you, you, you brought up a Bible passage as evidence of something, and so I want to talk about the Bible and its origins.
2: Did you God need God to address basketball? what I raised before you uh, change the topic. To.
3: I am, addressing. No, you're I am addressing what you raised. I'm, I'm not I'm telling
2: you what the Christian perspective is. I, you don't good. know too I many Christians who know this theology as well as I do. I mean, I've only been studying it for over 40 years. I know what it is. And so I'm amazing. trying to tell you you're making a mistake when you, understand, when you talk you, about a Christian God. Like a very, like
3: a very smart Giggler.
2: Thought. Giggler. Um,
3: you Be have careful. used the Bible passage as an argument. I you, it's want the to build Christian perspective. my
2: argument back to you. It's the Christian perspective. We get it from the Bible. I'm not saying you have to believe it, though you ought, but you, you have to understand we get it from the Scriptures as a revelation of God. That's our perspective. And if you don't argue from that perspective, you're not arguing the Christian perspective. You're arguing from something else. You see? Okay, that's a fair point. Of course it is. We're trying to tell you this. So you have to understand what the Christian perspective is if you're going to argue it. God can't make round squares. It's not logically possible. He cannot stop being God. He cannot lie. These are things that we know and deduce out of Scripture.
3: We, we know it because the Bible says so. And That's right. the Bible is God's word. That's right. And we know that because the humans who wrote it told us that was the case.
2: And don't forget the prophecies that are in the Old Testament that are fulfilled in the New. And don't forget about the patterns that are in Scripture that cannot be explained by just simple, uh, you know, atheistic uh, well-wishing. Come on, I've talked to you about stuff like this. I have. I suspect, you know, over the past two years, so we've, we've had our many polite conversations that I've spoken to you about the universal probability bound and and uh, the problems of abiogenesis, talked to you about universals, and I've talked to you about the one and the many. I've given you all kinds of evidences. The Bible is r- reliably transmitted from then to now. And you have to be able to deal with the answers and the questions and the challenges to your position. And Googler... You simply just don't want to believe. And you look at oh, whatever you I'm can sure. to de- continue to... De- well, it's obvious hey, you don't want to we, believe.
3: We were we were, we were, were having such a pleasant conversation, and then suddenly you decided to tell me that you know what I want better than I do.
2: You don't Why? want to believe. Why, Matt? Because it's obvious okay, what you man. say. You don't want to believe. You deny I'm going to tell
3: you what. I'm going I'm to give you some time to reflect on where this conversation went wrong, but I do want to end it here... While it is still pleasant, because I do want to have a pleasant conversation with you, Matt. You believe in this thing. I don't believe in the thing. We don't want to dislike each other. I I don't want to dislike you. Maybe you want to dislike me.
2: Well, I wouldn't. We're not going to dislike Um, each other. Don't worry about that. Come on now. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Cool,
3: cool, cool. So um, I hope you enjoy these conversations as much as I do, because I really, really do. And what I really like is when we can have these conversations without anybody getting upset angry heated whatever
1: well, i'm not angry Definitely. are you i upset? appreciate your
2: time uh well
3: i'm gonna be if you're gonna keep telling me that you know what i believe more than
2: i do do you want to believe in god no do you see I, you just i just said you don't want to believe in god and you said don't tell me and then then i ask you and then you confirm exactly what i said so oh, now who's upset I'm laughing. <laughs> I'm having fun. Yeah. Look, I'm just telling you. Maybe, maybe, you're, it's, maybe it's that <laughs> that's
3: coming on and it sounded like you were getting
2: upset. No, no, no. People behave based on what they believe, not what they don't believe. Yeah. You believe that there is no God. You have, are convinced. I've yeah. talked to you so many times. You're convinced there is no God. And the evidences and the logic yeah. and the rational stuff that I've given you, you've just dismissed outright. You desire not to believe them. Uh, I don't, it's I don't your, think that last nature. part is there.
3: Or that part either. I think so. You got a break well, coming up? Um, I, I no, appreciate
2: we're done. done. <laughs> we're done. Look, I'll be on tonight on Clubhouse oh, okay. in two hours. Okay, buddy? So, come on. All right, in, man. Good okay, talking, all right, man, nice yeah. talking to you. All right, man. Good talking to you. All right. Okay, sorry about that, uh, Renee and Jacob. But uh, we've got to go. Hey, I've talked to him many times. We've had good conversations. Boy, he needs the Lord. God bless.